You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Monday, Tuesday, hump day is halfway. It's Mike Shope. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> and the Bulldog. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! On WGR. Hump day! Sports Radio 550. Hi there. Thanks for being along. This is Mike Shope. Bulldog is off through Monday. I've seen a couple of vistas from him, pictures that, you know, he's posted. I haven't got any personal messages or anything, not that I'm expecting them, but assuming he's having a great time. I haven't heard. I think the one thing he would tell me if uh, he this happened to him on his vacation is if he ran into Aaron Rodgers, because that was sort of my joke was that uh, you'll go to Costa Rica and run into Aaron Rodgers. Not that I have any reason for thinking Aaron Rodgers would be in Costa Rica. It just seems like kind of place where, you know, you're trying to get away, darkness retreat, try to, remote location. Maybe uh, that would happen. I'm pretty sure he would let me know, if not everybody, if that had happened. But um, nothing yet. I was thinking about, so we, we've been hosting this show for almost 20 years now. And as you, I don't know if you care, but if, if maybe you notice, like we're, one of us is always here. Like we coordinate our vacation schedules. And it's been like when it's he and I together, which is most days, almost always just was thinking about this the other day. Like almost always do we just talk what, it's like 22 minutes. The first segment of the show is until like 325. And we just talk about whatever it is. And, you know, then we open phone lines up. Sometimes we get a call or two. Sometimes we don't. And, you know, then we get into a couple guests over the course of the day and just kind of go back and forth. There's no, like, rule or anything that he or I have to sort of put off taking calls. And I kind of want, or at least I can't control it, but I kind of hope that today is a day where we get rolling a little bit earlier because guests are always almost always later today. I've got four starting at four with Sal and I really want to get like some interaction going about the bills at running back. I know it's like at the same time, I hope this is okay. Like at at the same time, I would consider it a position like many, but not everybody that, um, You don't want to overpay. Like, you don't want to, whether it's money or even just like a draft pick, you don't want to overpay for a running back, especially, in my opinion, on a team like this one, 
and I've thought the same thing for two or three years now, maybe more, that revolves around Josh Allen and the passing game. So I know I don't want to do that. And so I treat the position, the importance of the position, the players of the position somewhat casually, if not even condescendingly. Like, oh, I don't need anybody good. Christian McCaffrey is available to trade. Nope. Brees Hall. What do you think about drafting Brees Hall? Nope. Like I just almost as a rule don't want anybody good because that costs money and or the high draft pick. So I just kind of Bijan Robinson is this year's that. Like I don't want to do that. Maybe you'll maybe you'll talk me into it. There was a guy last year on Brees Hall who was expected to be and then turned out to be the first running back picked. It was in the second round by the Jets, and he called a couple different times and he was like really into it and like pushing us to come around to the idea that Brees Hall would be a good pick. And you could still say that. That's the fun of it. You could always look back and wish your team had done different things. You know, maybe maybe that was right, but I never liked the idea, the financial commitment. I didn't want LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> like This is maybe where it started for me. Coming off of Fred Jackson being really good for years, despite the Bills' repeated attempts to replace him, with someone that cost more, like Marshawn Lynch, like C.J. Spiller, like they were always out there looking for somebody better, which just made, like the Spiller pick especially, although I really liked C.J. Spiller, on and off the field, especially egregious. You know, like you have a guy. This comes up all the time. The Jaguars did this with James Robinson, who was very efficient for them. After having not been drafted at all, they had Fournette, when they brought on James Robinson, Eastern Illinois maybe, I'm not sure that's right, but they brought him in as like a a nobody after the draft, undrafted free agent. They end up cutting Fournette right before the season and turning to Robinson. They had a couple other guys. Uh, Agumba Wale might have been one. Ozigbo, doesn't matter. I don't think Agumba Wale is right, but they had a couple of guys, I forget the one guy's name, that were kind of in the mix there and ended up being Robinson, and he was great, like – Oh, look, another example of how not spending even any draft pick in this case at running back turned out fine because you had a guy that was really good anyway. So, I mean, Fred and that that uh, lesson and then eventually to the McCoy trade, which, like, I didn't need Kiko Alonso either, but you might remember. Like, I don't know, I didn't really have any company in this. I, I didn't like that idea because while never arguing whether McCoy was, quote, good, like I grant you that he was good, but I didn't want the Bills to be a team that needed to feed the running back. Like, But that is what they definitely wanted to be. That was the whole grounded pound period with the Bills and Rex Ryan. And like That was the point. And he had, it had many backers. And McCoy, what happened? Like McCoy was good, and they went nowhere. So, the, I mean, I conveniently leave out that you can't just – expect any quarterback to be the kind of dominant force that Allen is. And Tyrod Taylor was never going to be that. But still, like even on teams where the quarterback is not so amazing, you still would rather be a team that throws the ball more. You still want to be like above Geno Smith, maybe as an example, and the Seahawks this year who made the playoffs. Detroit with Goff. Like you want to be a team that wants to throw the ball and that finds the value, understands the value in that. And the Bills in those years did not. Like, they were purposefully 
not one of those teams. Then you get to Allen and all this. So running back right now, like I guess I want I guess I didn't really finish the one point that I am really uh like I'm down on clearly what kind of priority I think the position is, but I'm also obsessed with it. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know five minutes ago when I started talking. Like, is that okay? I'm, I'm obsessed with it because it's really fun. And it's also a position that, you know, most casual fans know lots of names. We can talk about lots of different guys. And what I want to know, and because I haven't decided this yet, is what should the Bills do? I can tell you what they shouldn't do. I'm confident I know what they shouldn't do. And I I guess I choose to be a little bit worried that they're going to do a thing that I think they shouldn't do, which is use a first or even second day draft pick again, even on this team. It didn't really, I mean, Singletary was fine, but did he elevate them? No, he really couldn't. He really couldn't. He was not going to be a guy that elevated the Bills offense. He was going to be a guy that fit into it and played a role. And that is what happened. I mean, Singletary did that just fine at like the level of expectations were right here. And I think he met them, but he didn't elevate them. And, you know, that's okay. There's only so many ways you can do that when Allen is your quarterback. You're going to want to throw it a lot as the Bills have. So anyway, Singletary to Moss to Cook in the second round to Naheem Hines, I guess, like the Bills have, how would you how do you look at it? Like the Bills have made a lot of effort. They've they've tried a lot of guys and spent some not first round or huge money, but some pretty good capital on getting right at running back. Did they ever do that? You know, didn't kill them, but it didn't elevate them. If that's the right word, maybe there's a better word for that. Like it didn't it was not going to sort of be their identity or anything like that, which is good. <laughs> That's exactly what the LaShawn McCoy point was. I do not want that back. But I don't think I know what the move is right now, except to say the things I want them not to do, right? Like, what what are their options? Sal is going to be on later, and Sal and I talked about this yesterday. We ended up on Leslie Frazier the whole time and the different ramifications of that and how it happened without ever getting to running back, which is what he wrote about yesterday. And that's up the website, the, the state of the bills at, uh, at running back. And so what are the, what are the options? You know, like say we're in a boardroom over there trying to hash out what the options are. Cook is here. He's going into his second year. It's 1.3 million. It's like not significant. There's no, there's no question that he'll be in the running back room. And maybe even on the top. like So there's no question about Cook. He's the one stable thing right now at running back. Naheem Hines is on the roster. To me, it's just like a matter of when the Bills start to make cuts. I, I just I don't want to say they, they couldn't do it, but I would just not understand it if Hines were still on the roster here with a $4.7 million cap number, 4.79 if you need it, and no dead cap money. Like there's just no for a guy that you you want to talk about this this I'm all I'm asking all this. Like you want to talk about implementing Naheem Hines in your offense. Well, you traded for him and you never did that. You lost in the playoffs and he didn't really even play at all on the offense that mattered 
And there's a little bit of an overlap in skill set with Cook. So you really shouldn't need Naheem Hines for anything except kick returns. And for that, you want to pay a lot less. You want it to maybe be a guy who's also already on your team. You don't, you don't need a special spot for him. You don't need $4.79 million. Like that, That's just not smart. So I, I'm thinking like Hines is out, but he's not out yet. I, we've had these conversations about him, and to me, it's like you guys don't even ha- don't even talk bulldog or Sal. Don't even talk about like Naheem Hines. There's just no way, unless he just starts at like a minimum salary or something, which might even be too high given his years in the league. Like it just there's no it's it's a non-starter, Hines. So what have I got? I've got Cook, and I've got Gilliam, and that's it. Like Singletary's up. So what are the what are the moves? Option one is you lean on James Cook. Could the Bills do that? Some think they will. Uh, could could they lean on James Cook? What does that mean? So James Cook got six point four touches per game as a rookie, and it started to increase later on. He played more of a role later on, but it's still six point four touches on this on this offense. You want to lean on him. That number is more like 15, I think. 15 touches. Three or four passes. 10, 10, 11, 12 rushes. Maybe that's even a little bit light, but you could have somebody else complimenting him. That's almost definitely what will happen at best for Cook. They're not just going to like make James Cook a bell cow. I mean, Georgia didn't do that. They're, they're not, they're, they drafted him sub back, right? Like They're never going to do that. But he could be their number one. Okay, so that's one option is sort of like you you elevate Cook here. I think it is the right word. You elevate him to the top. He's your starter. And you have someone else or even two other guys to compliment him. But it's James Cook backfield. Right. So that's that's one thing they could do. What's another free agency? And there is, of course, a super wide range in terms of free agency, starting with, if he were to come available, Saquon Barkley. Barkley is at, go to spot track, Barkley is at the top of the list there for, I just lost it, um, go, running backs going to free agency who made like the most money coming out of 2022. Saquon Barkley is at the top of that list, like $7 million. There's only like a guide for what you know he might expect what he's been making, and maybe you go to free agency, you want to do better. So with Barkley, you're probably looking at the high end. With Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, he's another one, where you're probably you're looking at like real money. I am strongly opposed to these ideas, the, this kind of you know playing in this sort of in this kind of neighborhood when it comes to running back. And one reason would be, well, you just basically reduced Cook again. And I don't know, do the Bills want to do that? So Spending up in free agency, look, you, Barkley's a nice idea. You don't have the cap room to make that easy. You have Cook. It's bad math. There's lots of reasons to not think that they end up there. They could end up, and probably will, I think, in free agency with somebody who costs a lot less. And we did this with wide receiver last week or before, and we can do this anytime, but... You got a favorite? I I really don't, but 
one name that jumped out at me today looking at the list of free agents was Jamal Williams. So Jamal Williams was at $3 million for Detroit and led the league in rushing touchdowns. Not bad, right? He led the league in rushing touchdowns last year for the Lions. Does that give him, first of all, does Detroit reward him and bring him back? If he wants to be there, that might be the first thing that could have, the likeliest outcome. If not, does he get basically rewarded in free agency for that? He's older, but that's a big year. And so Jamal Williams maybe is somebody to talk about. He, um, you know, goal line, a lot of his, how do you lead the league in rushing touchdowns when you're not on the field all the time? I mean, Detroit had DeAndre Swift. Detroit threw the ball a lot. Detroit had Justin Jackson. It wasn't just like Jamal Williams got tons of usage at all. He scored a lot from the one. (laughs) Detroit had a season where kind of randomly they were at the one-yard line a lot. And Williams, so he did a lot. I don't know how many, but whatever he had, 15 or more touchdowns. I don't know. I think like maybe at least half of them were from inside the three, something like that. So is that kind of good? Think of how the Bills might look at it. The Bills might want a, a little bit more rain in Allen from running. He's one year older. Uh, they, I think I think we know that they want to really upgrade up front. And so maybe Williams becomes, a, whether it's Jamal Williams or not, somebody like in a goal line role, that kind of role, short yardage, it's sort of a, a way to alleviate some of the stress on Allen. And so I could see the Bills sort of finding that logical, finding that making that a priority. And you know, depending on price, maybe Williams is like perfect for what for what that is. So anyway, there's like how many names? There might be 50 or more. At least there have to be at least 50 names for that list all the way from Barkley through Jamal Williams, through Montgomery of the Bears, and another guy, this is another option for the Bills Singletary. So they could lean on Cook they could go to free agency kind of on any level to complement Cook or even come in above him, which I think coming in above him was kind of weird, but they could do that. And then you have Singletary, who wasn't even making a million bucks. Like Singletary was nine-something. That would not be expensive. Singletary, my prediction would be that he is back unless the Bills were really dissatisfied or they just want to do the first option, which is like push James Cook forward. And that might be weird to have Singletary here on more of a backup role. Like you could find other guys for that where there isn't that maybe that strangeness. That doesn't have to be important. But Singletary, decent, knows you, you know him, not going to be expensive. I think also he could look at the market and just be like, where does this leave me? (laughs) There could be so many names. There are so many, like, bigger names on the list. Then you have guys like maybe Ezekiel Elliott or Dalvin Cook who seem like maybe should be cap casualties and then they end up in free agency. You just have a lot. Teams are going to have a lot of options, not to mention the draft. So there's another way the Bills could play it. I think if, if they liked him, this I think is a very real possibility that Singletary returns. And maybe it's a lot like what last year looked like, or maybe just tip the other way toward Cook. Anyway, that's three. You have lean on Cook, make him your starter and your number one guy. If not Belkow, I think Bel- Belkow is never going to happen with that with that player. 
Two is free agency, depending on where, where you want to spend and who you like and what kind of role you like. Three is Singletary. Why, I mean, I don't want to say why not. It wasn't like he was great, but there's a, there are reasons to think that um, could make sense. And then what's four, obviously? The draft. And that also, just like the free agency option, has a, a scale. You know, that's round one and perhaps B. John Robinson, a stud prospect, or even Jameer Gibbs. It seems like Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. He was at Georgia Tech, then he went to Alabama. He's the second guy. And comparisons on Gibbs that I read are very lofty. He's just not Robinson. But it's Alvin Kamara is like Jameer Gibbs. That's the kind of guy you're talking about. That also is a little bit of overlap for Cook. Cook, not a thing that has to matter, but you know, Cook is the kind of player where it's a little bit challenging to find a compliment. If you want the compliment, well, Singletary works. It's just like sort of tap, tapped out or tops out, I should say, at a certain ceiling that's lower. But a compliment to Cook, somebody that might look more like the bell cow type, somebody that plays first and second down. I think it will probably always be scrutinized why the Bills picked James Cook in the second round because if they don't make him more of a workhorse then that scrutiny will be fair and it will it will come and I don't I don't see how you ever make him like a workhorse I just that's always been my issue with this idea so lean on him one two is free agency three is Singletary back and four is the draft and I mentioned Gibbs a little bit there that is round two at the latest There are lots of interesting running backs here. And as you get, naturally, as you get later onto the list, there's like a flaw, right? A lot of those guys will have, well, they're not big enough or they're not fast enough or they don't catch the ball well enough or whatever. As you get past, like, the third guy might be Zach Charbonnet and then there are a couple others. There's a Syracuse guy. Um, Tank Bigsby is another name. You have these sort of, Saturday or even maybe third round on Friday prospects. And the Bills have done a lot of that. And I'm sort of done with that. (laughs) Like, third round. You know, let's go offensive line here again. Let's go wide receiver again. Let's fill a hole on defense. I just don't want to see that again. So, I'm basically telling you everything I've got here. And like I said up front, it doesn't give me, it doesn't spit out an easy answer. The, The best I can do is, no, I mean, Singletary is not the best I can do, but it's the closest I get to like a, a, a an idea, a working idea that I think makes sense. And it also makes sense from the standpoint of like his familiarity with them and, and theirs with him and sort of like, okay, well, we can, we can run this back. Like that kind of thing. It's not, it's not sexy, but. I don't really want to be sexy here with this. Like that what's sexy? Barkley, Bijan. Like that's what's sexy. And I think it's important to avoid sexy in in, in running back. I mean they, they think it's really important. So anyway, how do you see it? 803-0550 or at Shope Talk for your ideas. Who do you want? Is it a free agent? Is it singletary back? I almost never hear that, but the guy did a decent job. And if you don't want to spend, what's the move? You want to put I'm not saying no to this. You want to put a day three draft pick in a prominent role like right away? 
I don't think the Bills are really wired like that. And they still are a, a favorite, a division favorite, if not Super Bowl. Like They still are that team. So I don't see that happening. And we've been talking here off and on about whether they want to lean on rookies really at all. So what is the right answer here? I guess maybe option five, never throw a pass. You could tell me you think that's maybe the best. Just Cook is enough. I, I'll just leave, I'll just have Cook. I don't need Singletary, and I'll give him the same six, seven touches a game, and the rest of my plays, I will throw it. All right. I'm listening to that. I'm saying it. 803-0550 for your calls. Sal Capaccio at 4. We'll talk about this some more. I want to talk about this some more before 4 o'clock, so maybe you'll do that with me. 5 o'clock, Mike Renner, PFF. 5.30, Paul Hamilton. Last night's Sabres loss and a look ahead one day closer to the trade deadline. More trades in the league and news in the league to talk about. No Darlene here for the coming days. Puts the Sabres in a tough spot. Goaltending an issue again. Then at 6, we'll have Chris Trapasso talking about the draft. He'll be on with us most Wednesdays here uh, leading up to the draft end of April. Thanks for being along. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 